This episode is brought to you by marketing consulting firm, The Bonafide Lyrics and Marketing, LLC, where creativity meets business. You can check us out at www.theblm.com for more information on how we help local artists and creatives maximize their business presence. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, boy. Yeah, yeah. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Hey. It's the All Love No Fear Podcast. Check us out. It's the All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. All Love Oh No Fear Podcast. Hey. Welcome. Welcome to the All Love No Fear Podcast. We are your host. This is KB in the building, ready to do some potting today. And my name is Mark Metapoetic Bedditch. Yep, we in here, we in here. Episode three. Three. Trace. Toi. Nope, we're not going to do this. Trey. That was Spanish, French, and Italian, I believe. Awesome. I took languages in college. I got to use it somehow in real life. Great. Wow. The lack of support is astounding. <laughs> what language cool. did you take at Hampton University? Did they even make y'all take a language? Yes. I don't what know. What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody, y'all can get her. <laughs> She's trying to play us. I just had a question. I was like, just trying to get some clarification. I didn't go on down to y'all institution. I was just trying to get some clarifications about I'm what you trying to come at us like we don't take languages. I don't know what y'all do over there. I don't know. <laughs> I, know yeah. I know about my college. I don't know what y'all did over there. That's right. What language did you take in college, though? Like Spanish. Like, Spanish. The same one we did. I did in high school basic how did you do in high school yeah how was that were you, were you good at spanish in high school in high school i got to like the fourth level okay do i remember anything very small amounts See, and this is the reason i asked this question this is not even the topic <laughs> we were going to start on but i'm just like i find it perplexing that people would take spanish middle school high school and come to college and still be like in first level spanish like fam you've been taking spanish for six years like what is what is the disconnect here I don't understand. The disconnect might be them passing us, I think. Right. Some, these grades sh- were fraudulent. I shouldn't have been passed. I think that's... <laughs> that's my, like, I legit be seeing it all the time. They should not have passed me. I'm like, what language did you take in high school? Spanish. Like, all the high school? Yeah. Why are you still at Como Se Llama <laughs> learning the number? Like, what are we doing? Guys, come on. Come on. What? <laughs> it don't make no sense. I can say mis zapatos is negro. I can say that. <laughs> I can, I can say those words. <laughs> Be fine. I need to take a language. Oh, Lord have mercy. My, you got to get on Duolingo or the Rosetta Stone or something. The thug du- Duolingo? The thug Duolingo? That's mm-hmm. fine. Get them to uh, teach me Spanish. That's fine. That's completely fine. Anyways, um, let's move on to our actually regularly scheduled programming. Um, so um, we are going to move to our love it or lose it section today. It's the love it or lose it. It's the love it or lose it. It's the love it or lose it. It's the love it, love it, love it, love it. Or lose it, lose it, lose it, lose it, lose it. Okay, so today, um, you know, I was thinking about a bunch of different topics that um, I would want to use for this. And so I basically wrote down a bunch of things on some paper and had Mark pick a topic. Word. And so the topic for today is kind of funny because it harkens back to the little snippet that we released. Um, again, related to pizza. So today, our love it or lose it, pizza toppings. Toppings? Yes, pizza toppings. So the four choices, pepperoni, 
sausage, mushrooms, anchovies. What would you keep? What would you throw away? What would you love? What would you lose? Every time I think about anchovies, you can get them out of here. Okay, what anybody says. Get them anchovies out of here. What I don't need is fish in my pizza. That's what I don't need in my life. <laughs> so how about I didn't know anchovies were fish for like a long time? Until somebody was like, oh, I'm allergic to fish, so I can't have anchovies. I was like, they're fish? So I got right on the ghouls and got into that and figured out that that's what that was. But I, I don't know. For some reason, as a kid, I thought anchovies were like a vegetable. Don't know why I thought that. Fish. It sounds like a vegetable. Anchovies sounds like a vegetable type of word. Because vegetable words sound like a way, I think. And yeah. Okay. Anchovy sounds like a vegetable to me. Um. I'm getting there, but only because I've had anchovies as a fish in my mind for a long time. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to wrap around what you're saying. <laughs> right. I don't know. It just it gives it gives me veggie vibes. I don't know. <laughs> veggie vibes. Alliteration. Yeah. So anchovies are the dub for you. Yeah. No. That's, okay. That's never happening. Okay. Shut that down immediately. I have. Nope. Pizza should you should never have fish on pizza. It should never happen. Yeah, that sounds gross as a concept. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't. Mm-mm. I'm not really a big fish person unless it's flying fish. Shout out to Barbados. But, um, yeah. Otherwise, fish is a dub for me. Because when you said the, the choices, you were like, the other ones. I was like, okay, okay. You said anchovies. I was like, nah. He's like, well, <laughs> that's that on that, <laughs> that's, guys. That's a quick, easy one. Mm. How about for you? For me, my lose it is pepperoni. Compared think- to anchovies? Yeah, I mean, I feel like with anchovies, I can sort of, like, put other things on the pizza that sort of mask that. Because it's not that fishy. It's not, To me, it's not. It's not that fishy. I can, like, throw some other things that kind of overwhelm that flavor and just continue to imagine in my mind that anchovies are, in fact, vegetables. You know what you can use over over on that flavor? A new pizza. <laughs> <laughs> A whole new slice of pizza. <laughs> A whole new slice. No, like... Okay, great. so here's the thing. <laughs> if I discovered there were anchovies on a slice of pizza, I wouldn't immediately throw it away. Oh, that's... I'd probably eat it. Awesome. But if I see a slice of pepperoni pizza, I'm not even touching that. I'm just not. This, You know why this sounds crazy? Because you are a picky eater. This is why this sounds insane to me. <laughs> I know. I am a picky eater. That is correct. <laughs> so this whole thing sounds insane. Right. I understand what you're saying. But I feel like I've eaten pizza with anchovies on it before unknowingly. And I was like, okay. There were other things on there that just I just kind of blended and kept it pushing. I didn't realize that it was fish until like way later. However. Like, oh, shoot. Something nasty was on here. Who knew? Oh, my God. <laughs> Who knew? Oh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> the other things on it were delicious. So it just kind of drowned it out and I moved on. Okay. Pepperoni, I think, is disgusting. I can't stand it. That's a little dramatic. It's not dramatic. It's how I feel. It's how I feel. I think it's nasty. Okay? It's quite disgusting. It is disgusting. Okay? Why is it disgusting? It's like red, oily, like salami light. Like, I just can't take it. Like, it's just, ugh. You don't like salami? I don't like salami. I don't like a lot of, like, Italian cured meats in general. Okay, so... That makes more sense. So pepperoni is just not a vibe for me. And it's like whenever I see a slice of pizza with pepperoni, I'm just like, just look at this like red cesspool of like <laughs> just salty, unnecessary meat. Like get it out of here. Yeah. I don't want it. It's, it's gross to me. And every time people are like, we got pepperoni pizza, I just be like, throw the throw the box away. Throw it away. No one wants that. And people are like, well, you can pick it off. No, I don't want to pick something off the pizza. I want to eat all the things that are there. <laughs> so... I don't want pepperoni. Yeah, if I see pepperoni slice a slice of pizza, it's a dub. 
There's I a never, whole dub for that slice of pizza. I, I never choose pepperoni, but if pepperoni's there, I'm eating it. If pepperoni's there, I'm starving. <laughs> that's that's just where we are. I don't want it. It's, and like the times I have really tried to eat it, I've just been like, this is a mistake. Mm-hmm. This is a complete mistake. I don't. I'm not into it. I just don't. The texture of it is weird to me. I got to do a lot of chewing. To, to to swallow a very thinly sliced piece of overly salted meat. Like, it just, it's too much in addition to chewing the cheese and the dough. I just, I cannot. Pepperoni's hashtag too much for me. So I would throw that in the garbage. For sure. Yeah, I don't, I don't it, it's not, it's not terrible. It's not a, it's not a terrible thing. But, uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's where we are. That's where we are. I know you enjoy, well, not enjoy, but. Um, actually appreciate pepperoni a little bit. I don't. I don't appreciate it. It's just. It's, I've seen I don't you appreciate it. it, but I will eat it. I've seen you eat it. So, like, if I'm making my own slice, I'm not adding pepperoni. Right, right, right. Like that's never. Uh, we're calling uh, Papa John's or one of those um, no institutions and being like, hey. But if pepperoni is there, I will eat it. Yeah, I I feel very strongly about not eating the pepperoni. I will eat it because I'm fat. I will eat. I will not eat it because I love myself. So I don't love myself. I don't know, Mark. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Do you? Fun. Yes, I, I do love myself. Not <laughs> enough to not eat pepperoni. You eat anchovies. How you gonna come with that? I didn't not say I eat anchovies. I said I have eaten them. It's not a first choice for me. But if I had to make a this choice, is a, it's the false fine. equivalent. <laughs> I don't know what you want me to tell you. The false equivalent. I don't make the rules. I just share things. That's right. Um, so what would you love? What would you absolutely want to have on your pizza well, at all, all times? Two, well, the other two options, mushrooms and... Sausage. Sausage. What kind of sausage? Um, Italian sausage? Mm, nah. Okay. It was Italian sausage, no. Okay. <laughs> Would why don't you like Italian sausage? No, I don't. If it if it's Italian sausage, it's, what what I'm saying is if it's Italian sausage, I don't like that more than mushrooms. That, okay, that, that's that's what gotcha. I'm saying. Okay, I'm not saying Italian sausage is trash. I'm but saying you don't like is, that more than I'm not going to choose that over mushrooms for Italian sausage. Okay. Um, so mushrooms would be my go-to out of those two choices. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, mushrooms would be my go-to out of those two. Okay. Those are two random choices. I just pointed out those were four random random toppings. Uh, <laughs> Got to keep some excitement. Um, but yeah. Nobody knows what it means, but it's provocative. It gets the people going. Um, yeah, that's what I try to do here. Okay. When I come to pod. So yeah. That's um, right. You hate her. Um, mine... I go between sausage and mushrooms. I guess it depends on like what I'm what I want on the on the pizza ultimately. But I think if I had to go with something more generic that could go with all of my random pizza combinations, it would probably be like what you said, mushrooms. Um, I think mushrooms are delightful. They uh, have great texture. They adapt to all flavor profiles. They're lovely. So I love mushrooms. I will eat them on and with just about anything. Um, so yeah, that's my vibe for the pizza topping. Yeah. But I do enjoy meat. But sometimes sausage doesn't necessarily go with, like, let's say I'm trying to put, like, chicken on a pizza with, like, pineapple. Pineapple goes on pizza, by the way. 
Um, let's say if I'm trying to go with like a chicken pineapple situation, people be cursing at us in the comments. I may not. Well, they can curse away. I said, I said what I said. Pineapple goes on pizza. Um, it's wonderful. You just gotta expand your flavor profiles, people. Um, but like, yeah, if I'm trying to do like chicken and like pineapple and maybe like some bacon or some ham or something like that i may not necessarily go for sausages because i don't like that combination together i may put mushrooms on it to have something that sort of evens out the rest of the flavors but yeah mushrooms are a personal favorite of mine um i know a lot of people don't like them but i think they're lovely i always want to have them on pizza if i can word Word to Big Bird. So, yeah, that was our Love It or Lose It. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Yeah, it was short this week, but we'll, we'll get you. We'll get you back in. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. Um, so, yeah, let's move into our topic for the week. Uh, so, you know, we've been talking a lot about relationships and marriage and marriage roles and stuff like that. And so um, one of the things that inevitably, inevitably comes up in the marriage relationship kind of conversation is the topic of cheating. Cheating. And um, I guess the question we want to explore today is, is cheating a deal breaker? Word. So, uh, yeah, I guess I'll start with yeah, you start, my opinion. Um, is cheating a deal breaker? Not necessarily. Um, the reason I say not necessarily is, I guess... First, we have to determine what exactly we think cheating is. Um, Because I saw something on the Internet um, this week that was interesting to me, and I made a point to screenshot it so I could refer back to it here on the pod. And let me see if I can find it. Um, I got to get me a new phone, BT Dubs, Um, because this one right here, it has given up the ghost. Um, So the the meme said or the, the, the... Instagram post or whatever it was said, cheating doesn't start with sex. It starts with sneaky conversations. Um, and yeah. I saw that and I was like, interesting. That is, I, I, I think I agree with that. Um, but I don't know if I necessarily 100% subscribe to the idea that a sneaky conversation is necessarily cheat. Like, I don't know if I would necessarily no, I, classify I, I, it I think as it's just, like it's a gateway. Cheating. It's a ge- I, yeah, yeah, I would look at it more as a gateway, not as you're absolutely 100% cheating. Cheat. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's wrong. Like, you shouldn't do it because if you're hiding something from your partner or hiding conversations from your partner, unless you're planning like a secret surprise party or something like that, you really shouldn't be hiding conversations with people from your partner. So if you're doing that, then, you know, that's definitely quite sus. But I don't know if I necessarily lump it in yet as cheating. Um, so the reason I feel like cheating being a deal breaker, it depends. I guess it depends on like what the cheating was exactly, what the circumstances were surrounding it. And I think it also um, has bearing on what kind of relationship you're in, whether it's like you guys are just dating or you're married or whatever the case is. Um, um, yeah, I, I think... Cheating is a, is a deal breaker. Yeah, I think that's right. It depends on your relationship with the person, how close you are, <laughs> where where that's going. Right. Um, the circumstances of the cheating. Right. And everything from there. Just like a side note, I don't think, even if cheating is not a deal breaker to you, we're having this conversation for the um, podcast, but you shouldn't like tell your spouse 
Chidi's not a deal breaker. For right. Don't be getting your marriage all all, all caught up. Because because it sounds it sounds crazy. You're like, nah, cheating's cool. <laughs> like it's like it's not. No one said that. Like you no don't, don't, that. don't say cheating is not a deal breaker to like your spouse. Just don't I'm not saying don't say it, but just just be mindful of how that sounds. Right. And right. How, and when you say it. Right. Right. And knowing who you who your spouse is. Right. Right. Yeah, because now you don't you don't want you don't want it to also like open the door. Right. Right. <laughs> like you should you can have it in your mind. Yes. <laughs> this whole passage should be agreed upon by all parties involved. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, I, I think I think it depends on a lot of things. But back back to you were saying, yeah. Um, if you're just starting, get out of there. If well, let's rephrase that. Let's rephrase what I'm saying. We talk about we're gonna be saying this a lot in this podcast. Communication is key. Mm-hmm. If y'all communicate and y'all say, and y'all have a conversation saying that you're going to be exclusive for each other, each other, no one else will come between y'all two, and it's only gonna be y'all two, and then someone steps out of that. I believe that if you weren't together that long in the first place, then you should just go. And what qualifies as that long of uh, not together for that long? Like, what do you think is like a appropriate like time frame or whatever of being together to say if we I ain't f- been together long enough for me to play these games with you I'm out that's I can give a general number okay I mean this is, these are just your thoughts this is yeah. not like you know backed by science or anything these are just your opinions like my thought pattern is usually within the first two years okay I, I would tend to agree yeah you can be like alright but also if it's longer than that and you still feel like we can't come back from this. You should also go. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I agree with that. Um, so like if something happens, you're like, we can't come back from this Then You should probably go also. Yeah. Yeah. Um, don't the two years is just by thinking about it off the fly right now. Right. Cause, it, but cause like the first two years, you're still sort of like getting to know each other and you're still sort of in that, like not honeymoon phase, but you're still sort of in that like feel good phase of a relationship. Um, for the most part. So, you know, if cheating does occur at that point, like you're invested, but it's not like, oh, like me and this person got a kid together or like there's not there's not necessarily a whole lot tying you to this if you're like moving at a normal quote unquote pace. So it should be easy to chuck the deuces and keep it pushing. But what I will say is even if it's over two years, even if it's five, six years and you're not married, I think that the the least it should do is put pause for you to move to marriage. <laughs> the least it should do mm-hmm. is at least give you pause mm-hmm. and say, let's figure out where that came from, what's going on, right. <laughs> and let's address that first. Right. Because um, cheating creates a... Um, creates a... a place in your relationship that you of uncomfortable mm-hmm, <laughs> un- mm-hmm. uncomfortableness that both people are in mm-hmm. it creates a space where both are com- uncomfortable and with themselves mm-hmm. uncomfortable with the, your partner mm-hmm. so like understanding how to handle that space and understanding how to navigate in that space needs to be handled first right right um so i guess what what qualifies as cheating because a lot of people think um a lot of things are cheating. Like for some people, their partner like having like uh, side conversations with somebody, they consider that to be cheating. Some people think 
your partner kissing someone is cheating. Some people think, you know, all out, you know, sexual intercourse is cheating, but which, which it is. But I'm just trying. People have different like varying levels of how they decide what they consider to be cheating. I think the best way to answer that is do not assume that what you think is cheating is the same thing as what your partner thinks is cheating. Right. Right. <laughs> that is the best right. way to explain that. Right. Do not just assume that what you consider as crossing the line is the same thing that your partner thinks is crossing the line. But also, if you're the person that has crossed your partner's line, you can't diminish what they feel. Correct. As well. You might not think that you cheated because, oh, you were only having side conversations or you only kissed that person one time. To you, it might not be a big thing, but to your partner, that's cheating. So you have to also like Adjust be respectful that. of of their feelings, even if you don't necessarily agree or see things that way. Correct. Um, for me personally, cheating is not a deal breaker. Um, and I say that because don't come for you. Get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> Stay away from me. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll put hands on you. <laughs> get, away, okay? get away from me. Don't Let's be clear. This I, is do not. Get away from me. <laughs> like I've, I've been very clear. Um, everybody's hands are, are everybody's going to receive hands. Equal opportunity. So let's not. But um, for me, I believe, like Mark and I have been together, what, almost 10 years? Yeah, we 10 years, end of this year. Yes. We've been together for about 10 years. Um, we've been married for almost five of those years. And we have a child together. So, you know... And let's be clear, Mark has never cheated on me. Yeah. I've never cheated on him. There's been no cheating in this situation over here. Yeah. Um, This is just all hypothetical. But we've had this conversation, like, as a couple several times. And um, if Mark had cheated on me in year one or year two, I probably would have been out because who has time? Who has time? What are you you doing? What am I doing? I I can go. I don't have to play these games. (laughs) I can go. It ain't no problem. However, I think at this stage in the game, being together for so long, having a family, being married, I took my wedding vows very seriously. And if for some reason Mark were to cheat on me, my immediate thing would not be to run to divorce. Like we we've put too much time into this for me to just be like, well, it's been great. Gotta go. I'm out. I feel like I would at least be willing to try to work it out. Yeah. Um. I would, if he's willing to do it, of course, because I'm not going to beg no man to be nowhere with me. Absolutely not. So if he cheated, I found out, we had discussion, and he was like, I want to I wanna work it out. I want to make this marriage work. I'm 100% down with us going to counseling and doing the work to rebuild the relationship. I'm not immediately running to say, that's a deal breaker. I'm out. We breaking up. None of that. This is not to say that I'm excusing what he did or I'm just going to try to brush it under the rug. No, we're going to work and we're going to address the situation. But I'm not immediately running to just be like, oh, we breaking up. It's a dub. Yeah. And- Let's be clear. I definitely don't want to because even even if um, we try to go to the counseling, what I do understand is the dynamic of a relationship will still change. Exactly. Forever. It will never it will, <laughs> it never, will never be what it, it what will it never was. be the same way it was before. Mm-hmm. The dynamic will be different. For sure. And that is something that people have to be able to hold dear <laughs> in right. their relationship is the dynamic that right. you hold dear. Right. Of having a trusting relationship. Right. Once you have a trusting relationship and then you don't, that trusting relationship you've had will not come back. Right. It won't. Not the way it was. It right. It will not. Right. So. 
Like you may you may you know heal the fracture in the relationship. You may some people I've heard they say you know the cheating and all that stuff that went on brought them closer together. Whatever, whatever. I'm a I'm a forgiving person, but I'm not a forgetting person. That's gonna be in the back of my mind that you did that. Yeah. Like even if I'm not still mad about it anymore, like my view of you has changed. Yeah. And like and like I don't know. If like after you cheat, now you have to go through the whole issue of like. She'd be like, what are you doing? You'd be like, yeah, I got to tell you what I'm doing because I look crazy now. <laughs> like, right. Like, like every gotta, request for me to look through your phone, you got to give it to me. You'd be like, yeah, I got to tiptoe because it's my fault. I made this happen. Right. <laughs> I made this happen. And, and you got to sit in tiptoeing around me until I finally am like, all right, I guess it's cool. I guess, yeah. you, I guess you've earned your freedoms. Which which could take a couple of years. Right. Like, <laughs> which, which I don't have time for. I have things to do. Right. Like um, to be spending years in like a holding pattern. Of like earning your partner's trust back to me is enough for it to just not be worth it to go out there and do all that cheating business. Um, I will say this though, and I have said this to Mark: if he cheats on me and gets the woman pregnant, I'm out of there. That's his new family. <laughs> I'm not. Y'all got me completely confused. I am not because the fact that you were cheating, you had unprotected sexual intercourse with this person. Now they're having a child. I'm good. Love, enjoy. I'm not even playing around. We can part ways. I'm not doing that. Because that's just, that's just too much for me personally. And I know there are people out there who have gone through that and they have gotten back together and done the whole shebang. I just feel like the level of disrespect and putting my health in harm's way by having unprotected sex yeah. with somebody and it resulting in, a, in another child being born, which is taking away from the resources that are coming to me and my children and to my household and to all of that. It's, I'm, it's a lot of factors. It's a lot of factors, and I just would rather not. I will make sure that my child has um, a relationship with her siblings and all that jazz. I'll even be polite and friendly. We ain't together no more, though. Like, that's a dub. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing all of that. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just not. That's where I draw the line. I'm like, you, you just, at that point, if you're doing something like that, that lets me know that you are really checked out of this relationship. Yeah. That you would put our whole situation at risk like that. That just lets me know that you're you not here no more. So what am I going back and forth with you about? Let me go over here. You go over there, and everybody's everybody's fine. I still may deliver hands. Also, let's be clear, still may deliver hands. But I'm out. I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm not gonna keep uh, playing the games with you all. I actually um, was looking up infidelity, and I found out a few facts mm-hmm. that you can probably look up yourself and find out. Give us the facts. So some facts, not from Wikipedia. <laughs> no. I just want to clear. It's first fact: most marriages continued after the affair. Although 40% of women admit that they are not on good terms with their spouses, 60% of men say that they are all on good terms. They're still on good terms, which is a, <laughs> this is a crazy disconnect. <laughs> that is a crazy disconnect. Somebody's delusional here. <laughs> 60% of men, after they cheated, was like, we still on good terms. She's cool. Nah, that lady wants to kill you. Do you understand that? She wants to kill that's, you. You're not, you're not sounds, preparing. You're not protecting sound, yourself. That sounds insane. Yikes face. <sighs> uh, <laughs> that sounds quite insane. Bananas. Um, B to the nananas. Let me see. There's some other stuff. I don't want to go too much into like how much men and women. I don't want to go into that whole mm-hmm, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think that um, it's it's important to have these conversations before you delve deeper into um, relationships with people and kind of understand very clearly what their point of view is about this because. Um, like I said before, what you may think is is perfectly fine, your partner might be like, "Oh no, nah, that's 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 a dub," and you don't want to lose out on a good person and being with a good person because they consider like 
side conversations uh, that might be inappropriate to be cheating while you just think, oh, it's harmless fun. Uh, I mean, you know, what's meant to be will be whatever the case is. But I think you have to be, you know, communicative about what your standards are um, repeatedly and um, from the jump so that everybody knows what's up and nobody can be like, well, I didn't know you didn't think that. Da, 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 da. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even to um, your point, it says 60% of adults consider cheating if they enter into an emotional relationship with somebody else. Right. And only 18% say that it wasn't the same thing as a physical affair. Yeah. And I think the reason people say that is because... Because as, because I think I think when you have... I'm sorry, I'll, I'll let you finish. No, but. I was saying, I was like, as people, like, physical stuff is sort of easy to get into. Like, that's... You can do that without a deep emotional connection to a person. Um, you know, because we see, like, you know, these famous, like, people, actors, rappers, athletes, whatever. They be cheating with the chicks from the strip club and, like, just random individuals. Like... They don't know these people. They don't have any deep emotional connection. This was just a purely physical thing. So I think something like that is easier to dismiss than an emotional situation where your partner opened up to somebody else in the way that they should be opening up to you. Mm -hmm. And they're, they're allowing somebody else to get that intimate with them. I think that's where it becomes more like challenging and more like hurtful to you as a person and harder for you to get over as a couple because it's just like you're being closed off with me and difficult with me and we're having a hard time but you're out here just you know giving your heart and soul practically to another person and you don't think anything of it and you're trying to say oh well I'm not really cheating because I'm not having physical interactions with the person it's just you know but it it it's 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 like sort of a betrayal of of the of the covenant of your relationship when you're allowing someone else into your like heart so to speak in that way that you're not also doing with your partner yeah exactly um i always say the uh the best way is just just to get people out of here <laughs> from the beginning um notice the signs from the beginning as much as you can and like get out of there uh, <laughs> um when i say that I mean like it took me, so I always said that um, I had it um, when I was younger, and a lot of people, a lot of guys, have, it's, it's, I call it nice guy syndrome. Mm-hmm. So nice guy syndrome is this syndrome where, like, people say, like, oh, I'm a nice guy. So, like, you try to accommodate people, mm-hmm. and or I'll try to accommodate other women to mm-hmm. be nice mm-hmm. and everything. But it's making my spouse uncomfortable. <laughs> and, like, not accommodate in a sexual way or anything like that, but just, like, pick them up, um, say hello. Oh, the person brought me lunch and just trying to be nice. And, like, you you kind of go into your mindset, like, oh, I'm just being nice. I'm just trying to be nice and everything. Mm-hmm. But it's making your spouse uncomfortable. And you you um they tell you that they're uncomfortable but you're like but it's nothing I, I don't i don't i'm not thinking about anything what's the problem but you have to be mindful of how your spouse feels about it mm-hmm. in the process um also you don't want to be put in a place where you you're the um the other person 
is taking what you're doing a certain way. Right. And putting yourself in a predict- predicament that you have to, that will hurt you later on. Right. Because, like, you know, I don't, what he's talking about right now, this is this hasn't happened to us specifically. No. But, like, you know, if there was somebody, like, out here, like, at his job, for example, like, bringing him lunch every day and doing all this, and he's, like, eating lunch, blah, 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 he's not thinking anything of it. This woman slides into my DMs or sees me somewhere in public and hits me with the, well, that's why I'm giving your man lunch, because clearly you don't be feeding him. Now we got to fight. What? What? Now it's opening thoughts in my mind and making me think that something's going on when nothing's really going on. But just the way it looks and the way it sounds is kind of crazy. And now it's calling everything that you're doing into question. And now I'm doubting our relationship. I'm doubting you. I'm doubting myself. It just opens up this door to um, a lot of unnecessary friction that could be avoided. So, like, I agree with you that, you know, you know, as a as, as a man and as a woman, you have to be mindful of um, certain interactions and certain things with people that, you know, could be perceived um, as cheating or leading down the pathway to cheating or whatever the case may be. Um, I also don't think that um, we talk enough about um, what what sort of things like lead people to do it in the first place. Um, and a lot of times I think we think that, oh, um, they were unhappy. They were this, they were that. And sometimes it's that. And honestly, I think sometimes people just are like, they're bored and they don't know how to articulate that they're bored in their relationship without, for fear of like offending their partner. And so they start little by little seeking out, um, other sources to relieve that boredom, I guess, so to speak. And I think they kind of fall into a situation that they didn't really intend to find themselves in. And then it's like, you know, now you got to spend all this time like trying to cover your tracks and trying to hide and do all this stuff. And it just ends up being like a big mess because it's like once you start lying, once you start telling one lie, you got to keep telling lies. And then it's like when you eventually get found out, you've already told like 100 lies at this point. So not only are you a cheater, you're now also a liar. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's the part where people have a hard time coming back from. Um, it's it's knowing that you were lied to as well, not just cheated on, but lied to. Um, and I think even more so when if the, when the other partner starts figuring out, hey, something's going on. Let me put two and two together, and then they confront their partner, and they're like, no, I didn't even like that. Da, 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 da. And then it comes out that it is. I'm like, oh, so you're a cheater and a liar too. That's yeah, that's yeah. that's lit. That's a vibe. It's like I think. <laughs> I think that combo really um, makes it hard for people to kind of come back from. And I'm not going to lie and say that it's an easy thing to to deal with. Like, I've been cheated on, didn't feel great. Um, I've also cheated on someone. Uh, you know, I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> we got to move on. I'm just saying. Um <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I wouldn't do it again, though. Like, I, w- I would never do something like that again. Because to me, it's just like, it's a cheapening of yourself and, and, and of who you are as a person to do something like that. But um, being cheated on is not, is not a, it's not an easy, it's not a great feeling to have. Mm-hmm. And having experienced it and knowing, like, how hard it is sometimes to be like, I'm out of here. Because a lot of people think in their mind, oh, if I found out my partner's cheating on me, I'm out. I'm out. But it's like when it actually happens to you, 
you you don't really know if that's really going to be your feeling or not. You might be like, well, maybe we could try to like you like you might try to make sense of it and be like, well, maybe we can try to make it work. Da, 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 da. Um, but I think, again, you have to kind of look at where you are in your relationship. Take an honest look at the at the dynamic of your relationship and think about the circumstances, how it happened. Yeah. And stuff too. Like like if it was like a gradual, they're meeting up consistently over right. and over. Right. If it happened multiple times. If the person's still like talking to them, like it, like there's a lot of factors that play into it. It's not a, it's not a cut and dry thing. It's a lot of, it's a lot of factors, right. um, that have what happened before and like what kind of changes happen after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree, and I think I think that you know, if you're <laughs> like, the, if you're getting to the point where you've been cheated on, and you're still with the person, but like now you want to cheat back to make them feel. Like don't do that. You you've you're already too far gone. You just need to break up, sis. Yeah. Break up, bro. That, just end it. That revenge stuff is crazy. Yeah, it's nuts. I I wouldn't recommend it. Strong zero stars out of five would not recommend. Um, but yeah, I think I think when you're getting to that point, you know where like when you're not able to handle it maturely, I guess whether the decision is made to break up or to um, try to stay and work it out, I think you just you know. You really got to evaluate what's what's happening in your life. But, yeah, um, to each their own. For some people, cheating is a complete, I'm out of here, this is a deal breaker. And for others, you know, it might be a different story. And I feel like the longer you're, like, together almost, the harder it is to just leave. To just leave. Because, yeah. um, like, you know, we see stories like, um, what's the name? Um Kobe Bryant and his wife Vanessa, like they were married about 10, 12 years and um, had a couple kids and all that. So it's like I can see people were like, she need to leave him. Same thing with Jay-Z and Beyonce. She need to leave him. Da, da, da. I'm like, they've been married for like eight, nine years. They got kids. Like it's <laughs> to pull out of something like that. It's just sometimes the untangling of the relationship to some people just isn't worth it. Yeah. It's better to just try to work it out. And I mean, and, and, this, and it works if you're both trying to work. Exactly. It out. If both parties are on the same page about trying to work it out. Yeah. Um, if they're not, then, you know, break up. I don't care. You know, what, yeah, if you're not trying to work it out, then yeah, just end it. Cause you going to end up cheating. The person going to end up cheating again. You going to end up getting into some foolish, like, it's just not. Yeah. yeah. Like, there's two more statistics based on what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, Marital discord often leads to infidelity, but in at least one study, 56% of husbands who admitted to cheating said they were happy with their marriages overall, mm-hmm. meaning they were happy with their marriage, still cheated. Yeah. So they just had like, you know, an instance like where the wife was like not budging on something or they just weren't agreeing on something. And he was like, nah, I'm not. Or I'm the person was, just, person was just there. Right. Or the person was just there and it was like, you know, I had a few drinks or maybe they didn't even have to have drinks. They were just like, this is some new, something new. Mm-hmm. Let me get into this something new and see what's happening. Didn't even, wasn't even nothing really going on. And they said that um, 14% of women would have a revenge affair to get back, get back at an unfaithful spouse. Yeah. Um, and 9% of men agreed. So two things. Um, the first thing you said was, was it 41% of... Which one? Of people who... Um, who admitted to having an affair of the men? The, the last set of um, oh. yeah, fifty six percent of men said they were happy with their marriage, and right? Thirty four percent of women said they were happy with their marriage. And I think that's the thing that is confusing to women. The way we kind of process this: if our husband cheats on us, 
or our man or whoever cheats on us, it's because he doesn't love us. He doesn't find us attractive. He doesn't. Meanwhile, dude is like, I like this chick. I love her. In <laughs> fact, she's great. I just cheated for like no real foreseeable reason. And that's the thing that we have a hard time wrapping our mind because around you as women. Know what you can do. Right. And that's it. That's you, it. You're like, how, what can I do to prevent this? Right. And it's like literally nothing, sis. Yeah. Literally nothing. Because you're both adults. Because he doesn't have a reason. There's no, there's no actual real reason. There's nothing you need to work on. As, and I think that's, that's the thing that we got to like un, untie ourselves from as women is this idea that a man cheated because of something we weren't doing or that we are not. And so we need to adjust ourselves to make sure he doesn't do it again. Nine times out of ten, these dudes don't be having no real reason. As per the statistics. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I think... um. Yeah. Yeah, there don't be no real reason. You don't need to cook more. You don't need to wear more makeup. You don't need to get you a weave. You don't have to do any of that. That man cheated because he wanted to. It don't have nothing to do with you. And the reality is there's nothing you can do a lot of times to change the, the mindset of another adult. No, not at all. Not at all. I, 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 and this this also made me think um, when you're talking about, you know, 34% of women said they still love their husband. Um. I think a lot in, about the revenge cheating. I think a lot of women do it not because they're not in love with the husband. Like, it's more emotionally fueled a lot of times. Like, the revenge cheating is definitely, like, emotionally fueled. And But the thing is, I think <laughs> the crazy thing is is a double standard. The man does not is not as forgiving over the emotional revenge cheat mm-hmm. as the woman is to the man's original. Because uh, when a woman cheats on a man, does a man think, oh, well... Maybe she doesn't think I'm handsome enough, or maybe she think y'all be thinking nothing like that. They'll be like, she's mean. She's a horrible person. <laughs> she's mean. She she's a horrible person. Cheated on me. Well, I would. I'm not using the words that they would really use. <laughs> she cheated on me. She's a terrible woman. Take her to hell. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, it it she's cheating on you for you know you 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 cheated on her, or you're not like bringing home the big bucks like there's some like emotional attachment to why women do it more so than men yeah statistically but of course there are a lot of factors where that isn't the case right right um so we'll we'll say that also like on on both sides there's a lot of factors where both sides will cheat for different reasons yeah regardless of that yeah i mean cheating is a terrible thing because like you said it really like messes up the dynamic of trust in the relationship um, however, I think each person in each relationship has to decide what their boundaries are um, for themselves personally and um, as a couple and just kind of take it from there. Like, I, I'm not, I don't live under any, like, pretenses that something like that could never happen between the two of us. But I also think that we are honest in our conversations with each other about that kind of stuff, and we both know what the end product is of something like that taking place. And I, I hope that that will stay in our minds um, if we ever find ourselves in a situation where we're tempted to cheat or thinking about it, that we'll be like, oh, but my whole family relationship is going to go to trash if this happens. And I hope that that will be enough to, like, stop us from doing that. But, like, you know, people do this stuff every day. So, you know, you know, I don't know. At least if you cheat, make it somebody who could who pay some bills or something. Just fam, like, fam, fam. Can they can they can they take a bill? Can they <laughs> Right, can they pay a bill? We got we got we have bills. We have bills. Pay a student loan, my G. Pay, Come on. pay this daycare. Pay something. 
<laughs> put a coin on something at least. Like we're not trying to be funny, but like, come on, like Just, if if we're going to do this. <laughs> At the, least, the, the least you can do. The least you can do. Like, if you're going to, like, have the lady come clean the house up or something. Have her, make, have her do something. She can't just be just out here. Like, I just, <laughs> just, ugh. Let's make use of people, man. Come on. But nobody's going to be cheating over here, so this will never be a thing. Yeah. But, yeah. Like, yeah. I just, mm-mm, mm-mm. I, I just, you know, it, it, it's a thing. It's a thing that's really, really common, and it makes me sad that it's so common. Yeah. But it's, it's a thing yeah. that you have to, to address and be honest with your own feelings about. Because if you're going into a relationship with another flawed human, thinking that y'all gonna be together forever, and nobody's ever gonna do that without any like actual work, you are like sorely misinformed. Yeah, and you're gonna get your feelings hurt. I, I always say it is, it is a active thing to make sure. You stay faithful. You have, you have to be active in it. Right. Don't just assume, we cool. I love them. It will never happen. People of all genders are aggressive. For sure. For sure. <laughs> People will come at you, and you have to be ready for it at all times. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Um, right. And just, you have to recognize, too, when you're in situations yeah. that, that could be construed any type of way or could put you in a position where you have to... Explain yourself. Yeah, like you yeah. got to be, you got to be super mindful of that type of stuff. Yeah, like when um when stuff is happening, you're like, all right, I, you you got to just see what's happening. Like someone's looking at you a different way. You're like, all right, I see what's happening. Let me just stay away from you forever. Right, right. <laughs> Let me just right. just get away from you. Like, don't don't even play into it. Don't even play into it. Like, well, I I can control myself. Don't even play into it. Right. Just get out of it immediately. Right, right. Because I think <laughs> because people, I, I think a lot of times people are like, well, I can control myself. What? It's just a drink, or j- j- it's just like something quick. I'm like, I'm not gonna do nothing. I'm just saying hello. <laughs> I'm just going to get some food. I'm just going to get a drink. Like it. Be mindful of small things like that. The small things is the issue because the small things are just a build up. Right, right. Because like. A lot of us are capable of unintentionally leading someone on and making someone think that we feel some type of way when we're just trying to be nice. And then you don't want to find yourself in like a compromising position, so to speak, where like you now because like how do you now talk to your partner about? Yeah, well, you know, I went to lunch with old boy and, you know, I just thought it was one thing. And then he tried to do this. Like, How do you broach that conversation? Mm-hmm. Because then it's like in your partner's mind, they're like, well, what was you doing that made them think that this was a thing? So now like that seed of doubt is planted and it's just it's insidious. And yeah. um, you it, it just taints everything. And I mean, I get like you can't control every single situation like you just like things just happen. But I think you just you just you have to be careful. But you also have to be, you know, authentic at all times in, in how you conduct yourself in the world outside of of your of your marriage like people people shouldn't think that you like you shouldn't give people room to think that they can even like try to try you nah. at all like it should be like nah mm, married 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 get yeah. from around here get from around here married married because you you don't you just because I feel like just once that seed of of doubt and discord is planted like everything becomes colored by that and now you're like looking for cheating now you're like well what are they doing now you checking phones that you weren't checking before now you trying to find passwords to social media and now you're just down this rabbit hole looking for something and now you look super crazy and at that point I'm like if you're doing all that you really need to reevaluate what's happening like I don't check Mark's phone I don't go I don't do any of that because I don't 
I've played that game before. I don't have time. Um, we've already, like I said, discussed this whole cheating continuum situation, and everybody's been clear about it. So I don't, I don't need to check phones and do all of that. If he's doing that, it'll be revealed, and we'll address it at the appropriate time. Yeah. I, also, I, have, I don't have time. <laughs> right like i was like honestly like i joke about this but like legit if i was to find out marco she and i was like when when where because i know where you be all the time and your co-workers would definitely tell me if you was cheating yeah they would absolutely snitch on you my co-workers definitely snitches yeah they would absolutely tell <laughs> oh mark over here because you know they, they know i'll pull up so <laughs> i'm just like where like are you cheating like between dropping avery at daycare and bringing it up? like well how how like, I, w- I would really want to know the logistics of, of the situation <laughs> because I'm like, I don't know how you have time. Like, I know what you do. So that's that's confusing to me. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. All that's right. it. Um, Anything else you want to add? Any more stats? Um, Want to add to the combo? One, one thing, um, I guess it's similar to what you were saying. It says, if you're recently married, forget about the seven-year itch. It's around the two-year mark when your relationship is most at risk for an affair. So I guess most um, marriages, cheating happens within the first two years. Interesting. Which is interesting. I, in my mind, I didn't think that. But No, like, is it, and does it go into detail about, like, how long the people were dating before marriage or just... No, we just... That. But you know what? That statistic is interesting to me, but it also makes a little bit of sense. Because I've noticed in the last couple of years, like, a lot of couples that got married, like... I would say between like 2010 and now didn't last two to three years Mm -hmm. and they were dating for like a good thing. It wasn't like, Oh, they dated for a year and got married. So they didn't really know each other and whatever. Like these are people that dated for like, you know, three, four five years before like getting married. And it's just like, you would think, Oh, they've been together for a while. They rock and they cute. They whatever, whatever. And then it's like, you get on social media one day and you're like, somebody changed your last name. Yeah. I don't see any more pictures together. And it's like, well, what all, what all happened? And this is not <laughs> to say that cheating occurred in every situation because I don't know the ins and outs of these people's lives to know what happened. But, like, that statistic is interesting and it makes me wonder if, like, in these particular situations I'm thinking about, if, like, that played a role and that's played a role in why. Like, I was reading something about, you know, how a lot of millennial marriages um, are ending quickly. Like, they're not lasting past five years. And I wonder if you know, the concept of cheating has something, especially happening so early in the marriage, has something to do with that. That's an interesting statistic. It makes me wonder why. Yeah. Why people are doing that. Like, Well, th- this statistic right here is why I'm not cheating. Mostly, it's not mostly, but one of the good reasons. It says, bankrolling your basic run-of-the-mill affair doesn't come cheap. One survey found that cheaters spend an average of $444 a month. I don't have the money. <laughs> I don't have I don't have $444 a month to spend on cheating. I don't have time for that travel from hotels. I have no time. Right. I have no time for any of that. Because, see, that's the thing that would make me even madder. (laughs) Not even that you're just cheating, but you spending 400? 400? Mark, hands. Hands. I am not at all an advocator of domestic violence, but my God, if I found out that she was spending four hundred dollars of our money that, that we don't have, that we that we really do not have, <laughs> to be out here whining and dining and stuff, nah, we we got four hundred dollars a month, nah, nah, we we gonna have to fight. Like that's just that's just what it's gonna have to be. I'm not. I'm like I could be I could be out here living my best life, four hundred. We could be paying down some bills. 
we could be planning the we could be doing which, something fancy. Which is why I, I advise you to stay away from me because I'm not gonna pay for nothing for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> my wife gonna beat you up. It's gonna be so many factors. Like there's no reason for you to talk to me. Just stay away from me. <laughs> Mark is not a lucrative cheating situation. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not doing nothing for you. I'm not buying you no drinks. <laughs> I'm not buying nothing for you. You don't you don't want you don't want nothing to do with me. <laughs> just stay just stay away from me. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I appreciate the PSA about why it's a bad idea. Thank you so much. I'm not giving you no money. You you'll be broke. Four hundred. Yeah. Cheating for rich people. Anyway, <laughs> speaking of cheaters, um, Jay Z had a B side. That's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's transition. That's, that's the transition we we decided on. Him and his wife put out two whole projects telling me about the whole cheating situation. I'm wrong like, for the segue. I okay. feel as if that segue was trash. Okay. Okay. I thought it was great, actually. thought that's it was a wonderful segue. Fine. That's fine. Yes. So back to um, Sean, Jay-Z Carter. Um, he had a B-Sides concert uh, to reopen Webster Hall in New York City this past week. And uh, I saw some videos on Instagram that the people posted. It looked pretty good from what I could see. Um, and he did a freestyle where he uh, spoke a little bit about uh, Nipsey Hussle and, you know, Black economic empowerment. Uh, so we're going to cut to a clip right now so you can hear it for yourselves. And then we'll talk about it. Okay. Gentrify your own hood, but these people do it. Claim eminent domain and have your people moving. That's a small glimpse into what Nipsey was doing. Anybody still confused as to what he was doing? The neighborhood designed to keep us trapped. They redlined it, so property crimes if you live by blacks. They depress the asset and take the property back. It's a ruthless but a genius plan, in fact. So now we fighting over scraps. Crabs in the barrel, but crabs don't belong in the barrel. They ain't never tell us that. So in the barrel, we gonna act like we act. We can easily get out the barrel if we stand on each other's back. Whoever gets on top, as long as they stay attached, they can pull everybody out. I was doing just that. I told neighborhood nymphs to stay close. A hundred million dollars on your schedule, lay low. Tell your team to be on point in the places that they go. I never treat to get killed in the place that he called home. How we gonna get in power with you, sauce? But y'all like to run off on the plug, so of course. That ain't lit, that's what means to an end. Me and my team was playing the plug ahead of plan. Sometimes he's only making a thousand a joint. That ain't no money, but that ain't big point. So those 92 bricks was only 92 thou. So y'all can close your mouth. It ain't nothing for y'all to lie. But it is starting to study. We was chasing our goals, not chasing money. Just chasing goals, we find that funny. I pull up in the rows, that gonna want me. But I don't want no fool, I want a wife. Somebody to bounce these ideas off at night. I be going to sleep hoping they visit me. That young king had a lot of jewels to split with me. And we ain't gotta leave the hood physically. But we gotta leave that shit mentally. Somehow, I'm gonna make it about the hood. So Mark was hyping it with the sound yeah. effects. You, you, uh, got, you get all the shotguns. All I'm the like, shotguns. I don't get why we can, had to can do Can we get a round of applause? Can we just... Yes, can round just, of applause rock it up. for rock. Sean Jay-Z Carter. Yeah. Once again... I am a big Jay-Z fan. Stan. This is the reasons <laughs> he talks about things that are important. Um, he he just brings up a lot of points that you just need people to understand. 
just um like he he talked about it before about buying out the neighborhood. <laughs> That's how you rinse it in story of OJ. Um, he brings up what Nipsey was talking about <laughs> and what what he was talking about. He tried to um honor him. Um, I've I've said it I've said it before. They always say that we act like crabs in the barrel, but no one ever said no one ever mentions that crabs ain't supposed to be in the barrel. <laughs> Facts. Um, so it's like. It's just a lot of lot of lot of gems, a lot of gems in there, and I appreciate it greatly. Um, also on that um, on that at that same uh, B size two concert, which I didn't get to go to, I'm very sad <laughs> I didn't get to go to. I need y'all to let people know about this podcast so we can get some tickets we, next year. B size three, which I'm. I'm hoping that it is. <laughs> Need some tickets for the B side three. Need some tickets for the B side. But um, the reason why um it was also good was because so Jay Z and Camera Killer Cam Killer Cam they came together and um on stage, which was crazy it's funny because it was like a week ago mm-hmm. a week ago I was telling Kristen <laughs> I was like hey we will never hear welcome to New York City on stage ever <laughs> because you literally did say that I just said that we will never see this because I was playing the song I was like we will never see it on stage because Jay Z and Cam they're not ending their beef <laughs> it's not gonna happen <laughs> lo and behold <laughs> Cam comes out on Welcome to New York City at the B-Size 2 concert, and it threw me off. And I was like, wow. Because, and, like, because I don't know if anybody else knows about that beef. That beef was going on for a long time. Like, I researched some other things that I didn't know happened. Like, um, I didn't know that, like, um, Un, who, like, Jay-Z was convicted of stabbing, was um, signed to Cam. Or had signed Cam. Had signed Cam at one point. Mm. Um... I do remember, like, the whole um, Cameron was asked to be vice president of uh, Rockefeller, but Dame never told Jay that when he was on vacation, so he came back like, oh, what's, what's happening? I've heard mad instances of, like, from Kanye West and Just Blaze where they had a beat and they had Cam on the beat on the song, and Jay heard the song, was like, nah, take him off, put me on. <laughs> Just stole the whole song. So, like, it's not, and then there's a lot of petty like verses back and forth. Like it's been going on for a while. So I, to my surprise, <laughs> when I came out, I was like, oh, because it, it was just like a lot of crazy back and forth with them. So I, I didn't see that happening. So I'm, I'm happy. I know a lot of, a lot, I know a lot of you are happy. If you are a lover of New York hip hop, you were torn with being a fan of Cameron Dipset. And Jay Z, it was like it was it was a. I'm a big Jay Z fan. I'm a big Cam fan. So like it was always big torn when they when it um threw shot to each other. You was like, ah, can y'all just can y'all just work it out? Can y'all can we all just get along? Can y'all just figure this out? So I'm happy. So I can like them without having to worry about random shots being thrown at each other. Like the the this is were hilarious. Like. 
They're going back and forth. I think Cam said. Because Jay-Z and Cam are two of the pettiest men you have ever, <laughs> ever seen. Like, the two of them will keep some nonsense going. Because they're yeah. petty, 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 yeah. petty boots. So, like, it, it was interesting. Um, Cause I remember, like, um, Cam was always saying, "How you can't be the king of New York with both shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> so, I remember, like, it was, like, it was a lot of back and forth. And, like, and Jay-Z was, like, um... If you can't, um, if you like from Lost Ones from Kingdom Come, mm-hmm. you think you made hove? Okay, make another hove. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, when I first heard that, I was like, oh, he's he's okay. Yeah. All right, uh, okay. Yeah. And so he said what he said. Like so, like the whole thing was always oh, crazy, but like it was it was fun. Like I I knew it was crazy because I remember even when um the Jay Z Nas thing, I remember when Jay-Z, who was also at the B sides concert. Yeah, he was there too. And then Jim Jones, because that was like the big thing too. Mm-hmm. Um, it was crazy because um, I remember when Jay Z Nas, Jay Z was even saying that like he didn't he didn't like try to make that happen for like what was it Black Republicans mm-hmm. for that song. Mm-hmm. He said like someone kind of like put it together, and he was like oh, okay. So like he he didn't even go out of his way. So I, I wonder what the story is of how this happened. Like who stepped forward and was like, hey, <laughs> let's try to get this together. Like who. Who made who made that a thing? I wonder. And it might be because like I don't know if anybody has been seeing like Dame has been like on his apology tour, <laughs> apologizing <sighs> people. So I don't know if that plays into it in the Dame Dash apology way, because you know, huh. yeah. But I don't know if that plays into it. Like his apology plays into why this happened. Yeah. So I'm I'm not sure. So we'll we'll keep you abreast. Word like I'm looking at like uh, pictures and stuff like and videos from the concert, and this dude legit had a Rockefeller chain like holograph hanging from the ceiling, which is you know over the top dot com, but it's Jay Z. Um, tickets were going for a thousand dollars on the on the black market. Girl, not a thousand. Black market, yes. I'm not. I like Jay Z, but not for no thousand. Yeah, that, that's that, it's black market. Though, that's why it's not it's not the original. It's not what he was charging. It's what people bought and was like, oh, it's sold out. I'm selling for a thousand tickets. Yeah, and like. I thought about doing that as just like a business move, <laughs> just buying tickets, yeah, and then just selling them, yeah. Like it's closer to the day. Yeah, I mean the tickets were only on sale for like a week. Yeah, like and yeah, no, they, they they were sold out like day two though. Yeah, because they went up on the eighteenth. Um, if you had like an Amex um card, you could get them on the eighteenth, and then the public sale went um on the twenty sixth. I mean on the nineteenth. I'm sorry. So yeah, they were basically snatched up. Like, pretty quickly. If you weren't, like, at the ready to buy those tickets on those days, then it was just a dub for you. But, um... That, that's the second time that happened to me, too. I remember back in... It was 2009, actually. I remember in 2009, Jay-Z was having a concert. All the tickets were going over $50. Mm-hmm. He was sold all the tickets for $50. And I was like, what? I'm gonna go to tickets. They went on sale. I logged on. I was like, I'm gonna get these tickets. The system was like locking up. I was trying to get to it. I restart. I refreshed the page. Sold out. <laughs> yeah, I think that happened when I was like, yo. <laughs> I think that happened yo. when um, me and my sister were trying to get tickets to see who were we trying to see Adele. Mm-hmm. I was. I had. To, I have two computer screens at work, so I had two different browsers open on the two screens at work. My sister was at her job with um, two different computer screens up. You know who got a ticket for Adele? Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> By the time just like all the system refreshing and blah 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 blah, there was Nan ticket available, and I was just like, "Well, that's that on that, guys." 
Yeah, we we need we gotta we gotta have a fast internet connection for that one. Nah, for real, you gotta be you gotta have all your devices prepped and ready to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta have your phone, your iPad, your tablet, your 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 desktop, your laptop, all of your devices gotta be at the ready. Yeah, get that fast files. For real, you gotta get <laughs> something. Cause, fast files for that one. Because them tickets are dub dot com. Okay. Word. I didn't even bother with the Jay Z tickets. I think I forgot about the day that they came out, and then I was like, I'm not even gonna bother to look. Because if they are available, they're way more money than I'm interested in paying for a concert. And, uh, yeah, it's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen. I'm just going to have to let it go and move on with my life. Word. Um, yeah. Um, but it looked like people had a very positive response to um, the concert. Um, people enjoyed it a lot. That freestyle, I was like, okay, Jay, I didn't see, I didn't think that's where he was going with this at all. But, um, you know, it, it, I don't think it surprises me, though, that he's, because I noticed with his more recent album, especially 444, he's doing a lot of um, talk about um, and, and putting action behind a lot of um, black economic empowerment and us, like, buying back the neighborhood and doing those types of things. So, like, his content didn't shock me. I guess it was just like, oh, okay, I don't think people thought he was coming there with that. And I think that's why it's kind of making the headlines it's making now. But um, I'm excited. I am excited. Um, Hopefully he's putting out a new album that I can get my life to. Um, Please, sir. Please give me some albums. So, yeah, that was the the Jay-Z hot take for today. Um, I appreciate the fact that he came out um, in a tuxedo with his locks is he him and j cole they trying to make like this locks thing like a rock nation vibe what's happening what's the with the locks can someone explain why what are we doing now he's he's hair free and dudes ain't near free okay that's fine (laughs) um (laughs) i appreciate the jay-z lyric thank you so much um this is why you are a stan um so up next, we have our artist spotlight. Um, so for the last two weeks, we've been um, talking about artists that we like and that we think are dope and that people should get into. So um, as I'm sure we've mentioned before, we listen to the Joe Budden podcast a lot. A lot of people don't like Joe Budden. They don't like his podcast. Uh, I think it's hilarious. But then I'm also amused by things that other people might not necessarily think are that funny. Anyway, um, so on one of their episodes, like way back when, like maybe like a year and a half ago, um, they play, they do like sleeper picks where they pick songs to play that like people might not necessarily know. And so Maul on the Joe Budden podcast played a song by a guy named Sean Smith. Um, His name was um, Young Savage. Um, He's from Philadelphia. Um, he recently was on what was it? BT hip hop, hip hop award, hip hop. Hmm. BT. <laughs> I was like, what's my mouth doing? What, what was those words? I don't know. He was on the BET hip hop awards in um one of their ciphers, um and killed it by the way. Murdered, murdered. Um, he is um amazing. I don't think he signed to anybody. I think he's still independent. Yeah. Um, but um, he has been putting out music. Uh. Since he was like 17, he's like young, like mid-20s at this point. Um, I enjoy him quite a bit. Um, He is lyrical, like ridiculous, but not like lyrical to the point where it's like, 
you got to go get a dictionary and like a thesaurus and try to figure out what he's saying. It's just the way he puts words together and like the imagery of what he says is just like disgusting. Like yeah, I can't take he's, it. He's bananas. He's bananas. Like his wordplay is like just I can't I can't even take it. And uh, and like I even appreciate his story. Like he started out just rapping and he was like um he was more just like I guess secular is the best way to explain it. Like with yeah. his raps and everything. Mm-hmm. And then he says he stopped doing music. And then got focused more on God, mm-hmm. and he came back with the fire. <laughs> yeah, he's sort of like East Coast Chance the rapper. Yeah, yeah. In the way, in a way, even though Chance is not that far in terms of states from him, but yeah, yeah. I don't know. Chicago is far to me. Chicago's not a state, by the way. I recognize that Illinois is the state. Chicago happens to be the city. Um, I do do a little geography, but yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, like th- that's kind of how I, if I had to equate him to somebody or like give somebody an example of what you mean when you say that I would say like Chance the Rapper like yeah they still cuss and carry on a little bit on the songs but it's like the message overall is like they be be out here trying to win souls child y'all don't be receiving it Um, so um, yeah he's awesome I don't think like I said he's signed to anybody I think he's still an independent artist at this point but he's like really coming up and making a name for himself and um People are starting to learn more about him. Um, his last project came out in 2017. It's called Sink, Sink or, or Swim. swim. Yeah. Um, the whole thing is a bop from beginning to end. Get into it. Like the flows on there, the wordplay, like just, ugh. I don't know which song Mark plans to play. Which one are you going to play? Um, Heaven. He- Yo, listen. Yeah. You're about to get your life on this song. Do you understand yeah, what I'm saying like to that you? That song get is crazy. Your life, I am not lying. You're going to get it. Like SWP is crazy. There's a few of them crazy. Yeah, like, like just, yeah. One, one, one quote that um he he said, he actually said that um when the Joe Budden podcast played his song, it kicked him off. Yeah. It said it kicked him off. When, like, uh, when Maul played it, uh-huh. it kind of kicked him off. Yeah, because I had never heard of him before. But when I heard that song, I said, who is that? Like he said, stuff like that people just don't do for anybody mm-hmm. it could have stopped at them giving me a, a shout out on their podcast that was a platform enough if anybody asks what brought heaven to the next level it was a joe button podcast yeah <laughs> yeah so um, i I'm, I'm glad that it that um he got up because like you, you need you need people who have good lyrics who know how to <laughs> who can bring the good good lyrics like those independent artists you to keep empowering them mm-hmm. to keep making music all right so um i'm gonna play heaven um, this is our first time playing a full song on here. Hopefully no one sues us. Let's hope that. Um, but if song is fly, I want you to listen to it. So hopefully listen to it until they decide to cut it off. <laughs> so listen to it now. Yeah. Hopefully they do not. But I hopefully you enjoy the song. All right. So this song is Heaven by Sean Smith. From a city where they always leave the heat on Where your friend expect for you to leave home Family attests you blood pressure you to squeeze arms I was blessed to inherit lyrics My parents had to serve in my face If the industry ain't gon' profit, they urge you to wait 
I'm in a game where people working for you burn you for cake. You see them folks at your lowest and they can't serve you a plate. But God showed us through most I stabbed turning to snitch. I was born to blow and convey. This is Warren Buffett while we warring over buffet. The sacrament is begun. These rappers ain't as passionate as we come. They rather sip the activist and be one. They falling for fame. If you don't know that Christ is Lord, then you lost in the game. Don't get ahead of yourself like Rick Ross in his chain. But who am I? I'm just a Christian soul. Trying to get my point across like a pick and roll. The devil tried it, but God denied it. I used to always constantly front. Spiritual wisdom, the reason I've been trying to be blunt. I'm just saying what I honestly want. I speak from the heart. Take it how you want it, like Melania Trump. It's Easter Sunday, the morning, the preacher sung as I'm yawning. I'm leading up to get peace, but it's deeper stuff in my thoughts. Probably leading up to my torment. Usually up in the AM while all the hustlers snoring. Joe Jackson, the grind. I beat the sun every morning, and I had a long day. I'm like sway to get dark if I rub the wrong way. And just thinking back on my life, every action was lack of Christ. All the trappers was in the fashion, but pass me honest advice. I was rapping, trying to get nice, sort of like chess games. I had to hold my horses and sacrifice all my nights. Walking me from the stool when I ain't had no ride. All we saw his jacket was one size, more too wide. He let his guns hide on both sides. He kept it sit when it's cold and carry one nine, one four five. American Eagle bullets all stuck inside of the twins. You play a game with your life and they busting out like the Sims. All the things I was killing, I settled in as the norm in a regular common form. Rebels who not informed of the devil without his horns to the peddler and not the storm. We would stray away from a way that was delicate, common war. Learning he paved the way for us quickly, I found wisdom. I'm trying to find a sound to set aside. My biggest mistake was looking at all these other clowns instead of God. I use my talent now for better vibe. I try to put it the way and wind up bowing down like Cheddar Bob He gon' show us brave when we in fear I pray that I be aware I'd rather hear the horns than see a pair I'm being thankful I'm awake and I'm aware and free Keeping faith and staying grateful if I'm fear and greed So I'm repping Christ like I'm late to catch a flight Cause I'm trying to make it to the gate before my spirit leaves Get into it. Bars. Get I'd rather it. hear the horns than see a pair. Get into it. Fam. <laughs> Fam. Get into it. I get dark like suede if I'm rubbed the wrong way. Flip stable. <laughs> the first time I heard it, I said, what? A, what? <laughs> Yo. Like, I can normally, I can listen to this song now without, like, just, like, having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> but the first time I heard this song, I just, I don't even think I could play it all the way through. Like, it was just so many, but I was just like, it's, I just can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, it's too much, it's too much. Too Hashtag too much. But yeah, check out Sean Smith, um, Sink or Swim, his last um, album slash EP, um, pretty good, all the songs on it, like, bars, 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 bars. Also, he just reached a song this, this month? Called, Either this um, month or last month. It's called um, Our Real Monsters. Get into that also. Yes, also bars. The young man has bars for days. For days. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really hope that artists like him will kind of blow up more and be less underground. Because he's actually like really like legit talented. Like, no lie. Like, 
uh, or does the kids say no cap? He's lit. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be young and cool. Um, yeah, so yeah, get into him. Um, title, Spotify, all those. He's out there. Yeah. Find him. I'm going to give a round of applause for him. Yes, round of applause for He's Sean Smith. Is for the bar. Fly. And if you get on it's the fire. internet and fire. if you go on YouTube and like watch his like videos like he did like a mask off um freestyle freestyle like back when mask off was a thing i was like oh, future you didn't need to get this mask off this is young man bodied but yeah um if you're into like good content in terms of lyrics um in terms of flow um message message all that um yeah get into what uh sean smith is talking about um this is why i will keep a sean smith album and still throw away a drake one um <laughs> Full circle continuity. Um, yeah, yeah, that's Word. what I said. Um, um, you ready? Keep keep going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, for you, it's this week in random. For you, this week in random. Okay, so a uh, couple things. Uh, I wrote these down. I don't know if I'm going to go in the particular order I wrote them down. So yeah. Um, today we come to um, just pour out a little liquor for the homie. Um, or for the women's, I should say. Um, women around the world. Um, heartthrob Idris Elba, also known as Stringer <laughs> Bell. That's right. Um, also known as just People's Luther. 2008 Hottest Man of the Year. Luther. Um, also known as Luther. Um, also known as Monty from Daddy's Little Girls. Um, also known as um, Old Boy from Takers, the one that was the leader. Just... Great man all around, also known as future James Bond, if the people will let us be great. <laughs> Idris Elba has um, gotten married. Um, I know a lot of hearts are broken at this moment. I know a lot of people are in mourning. Someone check on Kay Michelle because she has to be going through it at this point. Um, yeah, they used to like mess around slash date or whatever. But yes, um, Idris Elba is married to um, a lovely young lady named Sabrina. If you don't know who Sabrina is, um, go back to the royal wedding of Meghan Markle and Prince Harry. Sabrina was the chick in the Gucci outfit um, at the royal wedding. And we were all like, sis, you come out to your house for where that Gucci outfit, sis. I wouldn't wear that to a regular person's wedding. That's just it's not a wedding vibe. You put on a classy suit with the classy hat and you get on down there, not the Gucci ensemble. But we forgive her. Um, she's made some better decisions. She did not wear a Gucci wedding dress, so kudos to the sis. They are married um, now. Um, the internet is in an uproar because, um, you know, everybody um, loves Idris, and a lot of people think they're secretly married to Idris in real life, but no, he's really married to Sabrina. Um, <laughs> so, you know, congrats to the happy couple. Um, but, yeah, it's a... It's a sad day for some people in this in this world that Idris Elba is off the market once again. I'm actually surprised he got married to somebody because he's been married twice before, been engaged a couple of times. I didn't think he was ever going to marry anybody. So I'm actually genuinely surprised. Also, he has a song with like Tokyo Jets and Sean Paul, which is kind of fly. Yes. Um, Idris is also a DJ and uh, what is it called? A rapper slash singer or whatever. He's out here into a lot of things. He's yeah. out here doing doing many things. That's, so get into that song with Tokyo Jets, Sean yes. Paul, and somebody else. Uh. It's all a bunch of artists I don't know legitimately. The only person I know outside of Sean Paul is Idris Elba. Okay. Every, the other people on the song, I've never heard of them, don't know who they are. Um, I only yeah. came to the song for Idris's part anyway. So um, that's what's happening. So, yeah, um, congrats to Idris. Let's give him a round of applause. Congrats to him on getting married. Uh, hopefully he has a long and flu a fruitful marriage with this young lady. And, you know, all will be well. Um. 
otherwise, other things going on. Um, so being Mary Jane, I talked about last week because I thought I had missed it and I didn't. Um, so it came on this week. I could have missed it. <laughs> to be completely honest, for all of the excitement that I felt, like guys, guys, what what was that? What was that? For y'all to be rap, we got to do better at wrapping up black series. Like, why they always either a don't get a finale or b get a trash finale? Like, what's up with that? Like, being Mary Jane, those two hours, I was like, y'all could have kept this the whole thing, the whole thing. I guess it was in how the I'm not gonna spoil it for anybody, but the way it ended, um, I guess it's in keeping with the character Mary Jane's decision making skills, but have been poor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the the way it ended, it was like, okay, well, this is this is true to her character's um, typical shenanigans. But I just felt like for two hours, like, there was so much storyline that just was really wrapped up quickly without explanation. Like, in the final couple of scenes, like, one of the characters just wasn't there. It was like, y'all not going to explain where this person's at? Y'all not, you don't want to talk about it? Did she, like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I just felt like I kept watching it, waiting for it to get good, and it never did. And uh, I was a little disappointed by that, considering that I really enjoyed being Mary Jane as a show and was sad to hear that they weren't renewing it. And I was like, okay, they're going to... I mean, I guess they wrapped it up, which is, I guess, the point of a finale. But I guess, based on how I used to feel between weeks, like, when the episodes were going or, like, when the seasons ended and how I was like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see the next one. Like, this was just sort of a letdown, but, like, kudos to, you know, them getting a season finale for it ending, for them wrapping up the storyline. You know, it was wonderful to see all those beautiful black people acting, doing their thing, getting their coins. Um, on a side note, I'm confused about why people think Michael Ely is really attractive. He has a weirdly shaped head. And now that I've seen it, I can't unsee it. And so, like, I spent the whole thing just watching him like oh my gosh he has a weirdly shaped head like he's not ugly his head is just shaped weird and it's a distraction to me also and you know what it is during being mary jane they kept playing the the preview for this movie he has coming out with megan good and i'm just like so i just get to see more of his weirdly shaped head goodness gracious um this is just my feeling mark is looking at me with the judging eyes these are just my feelings i don't think he said but i guess the way that people are like oh my god he's so fine i'm like next to boris and idris and morris Okay. Like, you know how I know he's not really that fine? Because Morris Chestnut was in um, the two-hour Mary Jane finale, and I was just like, I don't see why she's making this choice. I don't know why she's doing this. <laughs> I don't get it. Morris Chestnut is here. Like, I'm confused. But, you know, we, we can't all make good decisions. Um, but anyway, um, kudos to them for wrapping the show up. Um, it was cute for what it was, but um, I don't know if my standards were too high or my expectations were too high, but it was just kind of like, could have been better written. Because I feel like there were parts of it, like, maybe they shot the things, but then, like, edited it out to, like, make it fit in two hours. And so I was just like, there's some parts of the storyline that have some holes. But okay, we're going to move on. Um, moving on from that, that was the kind of lead into the new show with Lauren London called Games People Play. And, you know, BET, when they get a show, things things <laughs> sort of take a turn. I'm being honest. Because, like, The Game used to be a really, really good show. I used to watch that show when it was on, I think it was on CW at one point. And then when it moved to The Game, it was just, woo, downhill from there. Um, same with Being Mary Jane. When it's it moved to BET. Yeah, say. when it moved to BET. Yeah. Um, and Being Mary Jane, I think it was, like, on another channel, I think. And then it moved to BET. And 
got a little dicey. And I don't know if it's because when they moved to BET to change writers. I don't know, but it just got a little dicey. So my expectations for BET shows, and it pains me to say this, is not really very high. However, this Games People Play show, I'm tuning in. It was actually quite good. Um, and they employing some really like cool black actors. They got Jackie Long out there. We haven't seen him since ATL. <laughs> Outside of if you watch Real Husbands of Hollywood. Is that even still on? I don't know. But anyway, Jackie Long is in it. Um, who else is there? Um, it's Sarani, um, the guy that plays Dro on Insecure. Mark is looking at me right now. I can't say his real name. It's Sarani? It's Sarani. Sarani Jackson. I'm going to figure because the way he says his name and how it's written out, like I can't reconcile the two in my mind yet. So right now it's it's Sarani Jackson, Dro from Insecure. Um, who else? They got, um, oh my goodness, the one that plays her friend. I've seen her on... Some other show. Um, but they've got a lot of cool um, actors and actresses on there. The storyline is actually not corny. Um, it's actually pretty interesting. And I'm like, oh, the way the first episode ended, I'm like, I want to see what happens next. So I hope that they will keep it up. Um, for the most part, I thought it was well acted. Um, there was like one part where they definitely cut out a scene that they should not have cut out. Because it was like it literally jumped from one thing to the next. I was like, so we're not going to explain what just happened. I'm just supposed to infer. Um, this show came on at 10 o'clock, sis. I'm tired. I don't need to infer. I need you to tell me what had happened. Yeah. But, like, other than that, like, I actually thought it was pretty good, all things considering. And it was better than Mary Jane. No tea, no shade. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, you know, I know I know a lot of people are watching it and supporting it because, you know, Lauren Ludden just lost, you know, love of her life, Nipsey Hussle, blah, 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 blah. So the show actually got a lot of support, people watching. And I hope that people will keep up with that. Yes, I was looking for the name of the actors. Um, Parker McKenna-Posey, who played um, the little girl in um, My Wife and Kids. Um, Kendall Kindle, I follow him on the Instagrams. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a really, really good show. Check it out. Um, I think you'll enjoy it. Um, so <laughs> another thing that happened this week... Um, SWV, um, Coco, Lily, and um, what the other one named Taj, they um had them on some uh podcast, media outlet, whatever, listening to some of the newer R and B singers like Kalani and her and Tiana Taylor, and you know Coco is the lead singer of the group, and you know. <sighs> No shade to SWV. I don't think I like their voices personally. I don't think they can't sing. I just don't know if I like. They have a nasally tone, which I don't enjoy, like, audibly. Okay. Um, but no shade. No shade. I mean that with all the respect in the world. Kudos to all they've done. I just don't think I like their music like that. But anyway, um, they were listening to some of the newer artists of today. And so the video... Um, you can see the three of them listening to different people. So, like I said, they're listening to, like, her, Kalani, um, Queen Nyjah, some of these other, you know, up-and-coming artists. And basically, <laughs> Coco's face the whole time was like, all right, guys, that's fine. The only two people, like, she was actually cool about was, like, her and Tiana Taylor. She was like, the rest of it sounds like it's all, they sound very computerized. It sounds like I'm listening to the same person singing over and over and over. And, like, people were in a comment. Some people were like, well, you know, Coco's that chick. She really be singing, da 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 And then people was like, who does she think she is? Why does she think she can come and hate on the young girls? Blah, 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 blah. And I was sort of like, I don't think I disagreed with anything she said, though. <laughs> like, I enjoy her, but I want to hear her do, like, 
different sounding music. Okay. I guess. Because, like, she can do great things with her voice, but, like, all of her music is starting to have a similar sound. sound and I would like to hear her do something different, which is the same thing that um, Coco sort of said. And then Tiana Taylor is, like, vocally beastie. I just, Tiana Taylor, we're going to have to do a deep dive on her one day, but Tiana Taylor is somebody who I believe is just in- incredibly, ridiculously talented at everything. And I can't figure out why she hasn't popped yet. But, like, she sings. Like, her voice is, like, amazing. I didn't like that album that much that she put out. It was A, too short for an album that people have been waiting five-plus years for. But, and I I just feel like good music doesn't really, like, promote her the way they need to. But that's that's another conversation. But they said that they liked Tiana as well and thought she was great. Um, Kehlani, um, she's cool. But I feel like they all, all of them, Kehlani, Queen Nigel... All these girls sort of have a similar sound, and it's like, I don't know if it's intentional or like... I don't think it's intentional. I, I think what happens a lot of times is... Because um, I feel like back the, in the day, like, you could distinguish, like, a Whitney from a Mariah, from a Celine, from a... But I don't know. If, I don't think it's their fault. I think they just make music. Mm-hmm. Okay? And they just have a sound. I think what happens is um, when you in certain eras, people just tend to want to hear a certain sound. Mm-hmm. And anybody who has that sound kind of goes up at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it becomes people, everybody sound the same. And I think that's what happened. I think that's what happened with the um, people who was on with the mumble music, mumble mm-hmm. artists and everything. Mm-hmm. I think like, because everybody, you hear a sound and that's a popular sound. Mm-hmm. So anybody who does that sound, you bring up. That is, I'm not going to put that on the artist. The right. artists are just doing what they do. Right. It's just the people who they promote up tend to sound the same. Right. They're not choosing different, diverse people. Mm-hmm to um, bring up. And I think that's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm not, not going to blame them because I don't think, right. I think they're just singing the way they sing. Right, like, yeah, yeah. But they're being, it, they're, they're, being, they're being directed they're, towards a certain sound they're being because marketed, that's the sound correct. of the moment. They're being marketed together. Yeah, yeah. As as this is the era of the sound. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. However, I think you should watch that video, SWV, listening to the New Age R&B folks. It's hilarity, Okay. Coco's face is just enough to get you kiki in for a little while because it's like it's that auntie shade that she's giving where she's just like, hmm, okay, all right. Like that's how she's acting when she hears a lot of these people. And it's like I don't disagree with her because I'm like I feel like I can't tell half these new girls from the other. Like they all sound the same to me. So it's like unless I'm legitimately looking at like the, the Shazam or looking at the song while it's being played on whatever platform, I literally can't identify who's who. Like, I can identify Tiana. I can identify her. I can identify, like, Janelle. Like, there's certain people I can identify, but somebody like Kilani, and I like Kilani. I just can't tell her from, like, what's that other girl? Um, Nyjah Queen. I can't tell her from um, Kali Uchis. I can't I can't figure out Ooh. Dua Lipa. There's, there's a bunch of these girls out here that have songs that all be sounding the same What, to what me. names are these? I don't know. You gotta, what, I don't know. What are these names? I don't know what they are, sweetie. I don't know. I'm just telling you what, what the people have on the thing. Okay? That's okay. what they have on the internet. That's what I'm, that's what I'm communicating to you. Okay. okay. So we'll do our Googles on that later. Word. Um, so in keeping with talking about music, I feel like we talk about music on this podcast a lot. Um, yeah. yeah. So the Billboard Awards are coming up this Wednesday. Um, and the reason I bring it up is just because, like, I don't understand how the awards work. Because um, Cardi B is nominated for, like, all of the awards at the same time. <laughs> and I'm just like, how? Like, I know it's about, and I legit had to go look up what the Billboard Awards point is. Because I legitimately was like, I don't. It's strictly people who are put on the Billboard list. 
And the people who put in the billboard lists are just people who are paid by the labels. So it's a bunch of trash. It's what it is. According to the internet, so let me read what they say. Billboard says? Because I don't care what they say. Shh. Let me just read, okay? <laughs> the Billboard Music Award finalists are based on album and digital song sales, streaming, radio, airplay, touring, and social engagement. Based on that, I can see why Cardi B has been nominated for like a million of the awards. Um, because Cardi B was out here in these streets on every platform available and she was touring for all of 2018. So I can I can see why. Because I was just like Cardi B, Drake, and Post Malone right. are have the most nominations in addition to Travis Scott and XXXTentacion. R.I.P. And I was just kind of like, well, what about the other people? Like, what's going on? But then yeah. when I saw what Billboard's requirements were, I was like, well, I guess that's like, it. Like, like, I remember you were reading off um, who's in the... Um top rap um, album category. Mm-hmm. And when you told me that, I was like, I see what's happening. Get out of here. Yeah, top rap album. Let me see. Where was it? I'm trying to find it. Cardi B's in there. That's all you need to know. Um, Cardi B, That's Invasion of Privacy, know. Drake, Scorpion, Post Malone, Beer Bongs, and Bentleys. I don't, I've never listened to a Post Malone like song, song in my life. Like, of my own free will. Um, like, Rockstar I've heard before because they played it on the radio all the time, but I don't think I paid any attention to anything that he had going on besides that. I can point out any other song of his besides that. Um, Travis Scott, Astroworld, and Tentacion question mark? Is that the name of the album? Um, that's what it's... I don't know if it's question mark, question... I don't know what it is. It's just a question mark in, like, quotes. So, I don't know. I don't know what's happening. Um, but, yeah, Cardi B is in there. Uh, I think the only thing she's not in is Top Country album at this point. Um... She's everywhere. She's in all the things. She's top 100 song with the um, Maroon 5 um, song collabo that she did. She's for top streaming song audio for I Like It with Bad Bunny and J Balvin. She's top streaming song video for the same Maroon 5 joint. Top selling song for I Like It Again. The girl, she's just everywhere. She got to, she's just, yeah. But I guess if I'm literally basing it on streaming, tour, album sales... The people in here all make sense. Because... Like, they got LMA, they got um, Khalid, when, they've got Dan and Shay. Dan and Shay can sing, by the way. I don't know if y'all know, but woo. When, when, um, they can sing. When they said tap rap album, I didn't see Meek Mill or Pusha T. I was like, nah, I'm not doing this. Right. But when you go back <laughs> and look at what their what I, their re- requirements I, I, are, it makes sense why they're not there. Which is more of the reason why I'm just not watching it. I'm sounds, not watching it either. That sounds, um, <laughs> that sounds, that sounds stupid. Cause it, see, because the thing is, they don't even have any performers on there I think I want to see in all seriousness. So I, I, I don't think I'll watch it. And I love award shows. I don't know if I've ever said that before on this podcast, but I live to watch award shows. Like, I love watching um, the Oscars, which are quite boring, but I do enjoy watching them nonetheless. Um, I like watching the Grammys, all of the, all of the award shows. I enjoy them very much. I don't know why, but I just do. I have a question. Yes, darling. Just to go back. I was looking at top hip-hop albums of 2018. Mm-hmm. What were they? From Rolling Stone. Okay. Tell me more. Which makes more sense why I'm saying Rolling Stone. But they put Meek Mill at 23. And I was like, all right. I'm not, I'm not reading anymore. <laughs> what's number one? <laughs> what, what's before him? <laughs> is what I want to know. They put, they put Kanye West at 30. What? Life of Pablo? No, that no, was yeah, yeah. I didn't listen to that, so I don't have no. Any... Nobody did. I don't know. How... Hence, why it's thirty. I don't. I, how did it get thirty? Some somebody's out there listening to it. Okay. Speaking of Kanye, I didn't even have this on the docket, but Kanye needs to cut it. Okay. <laughs> he needs to cut it because this ninja decided he was going to get down to the people's Coachella 
and have Sunday service, whatever that is, and then sell socks for 70 whole American dollars mm-hmm. that say church socks. If you don't, sir, if you don't cut it, then you got the people. First of all, <laughs> you, then he has a T-shirt that says, what does the T-shirt church say? Clothes. Church clothes. And they're selling the T-shirts for like $200. Sir, stop it. People this, have got to stop. This, this, is my con- this is my issue. <sighs> Audibly, I, when I saw it, it sounded good. Oh, yeah, for sure. Right? That man can choir direct. Because Kanye. So it he can choir direct. Okay, he will get your parts in it order. It sounded good. Chance the Rapper sounded good. DMX gave the prayers. That sounded good. Mm-hmm. It sounded really good. So I was, I was happy about all of that. What I have an issue with is I don't know. And I think this is always a concern when it comes down to Kanye West and stuff like that. How genuine really is he? Right. In terms of trying to lift people up. like Because you you can get into the making it a more cultish mm-hmm. the way you move things mm-hmm. if you when it's done incorrectly. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do this faith thing, then do the faith thing right. Right. But the faith thing is wrapped up in humility. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't have time. Right. Like, and I see like reports of him starting a church. A church of what? Please, please don't start a church. A church of what? Please don't start a church. If y'all want to be saved and have salvation and all of that, don't be going down to Kanye please, church talking about this is church. Please don't start. Let's a stop church. playing. Let's please, cut it out. Please don't do. But that. let me get back to this Negro in seventy dollars church socks. If you, Kanye, Kanye West, <laughs> stop it. Every like I, the reason I'm annoyed with him is because I feel like with him everything is like a publicity stunt and a merch grab. It's for business. And I can't and take it. Drives it. Me crazy. I if, can't take any of it. I don't need you to feel like I feel like everything you do is trying to sell me something. Right. Like if you don't get your Kardashian influence foolishness out of my face immediately, sir. Seventy dollar church socks. When I can get down to Century Twenty One and buy me like six in a pack for eight dollars, I don't think so. Seven for for it to just be like church socks. You literally got those socks from like a sweatshop somewhere and put church socks on them, and you're trying to like sell them to people for. And then like just the fact that you're just trying to monetize this thing and have it guised under like spirituality and Sunday service. Like I just I don't like anything about it. Like, it is trash, like trash, trash. Trash track. And people keep trying to get me to listen to it. And I'm just like, nah, I'm good. I don't want nothing to do with this because Kanye is on one and I need him to get off it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not interested in any of this, sir. Go find something else to do. He can do music, but stop. I, I feel like stop trying to sell me something. Right. Like it, just, it, it, just stop it. I feel if like you're gonna, if, what if, you're supposed if, to be selling me is the music because according to that contract, you can't do nothing but make music anyway. So just do that. But like, why are you trying to sell me church socks? I don't want that. Like, I I feel as if like he keeps trying to sell me something, and like, you keep trying to get back with the black people, and like, this ain't this ain't it. Stop trying to sell me something. This ain't it, sis. I just need you to show that you're being genuine, right? (laughs) And you can't, and I can't believe you're being genuine if you keep trying to sell me something every second. And you're trying to sell me something in pastel colored homeless wear, sir? Huh? Huh? (laughs) How? I saw that video of the people at the church service and everybody got on lavender and rose colored. No disrespect to those who are homeless and indigent. I'm not making fun. But like, sir, you trying to tell me this is high fashion when it looks like to me that you got like a 3XL T-shirt, washed it with some red clothes. So now it's like a rose pink made a little like cut out, you know, distressed looking situation. And that's fashion. Stop. Stop, Kanye. Stop. Lord have mercy. I didn't mean to talk about this, but I just was so irritated with it. Like, I just I just couldn't. 
I could not. I could not. I could not. I I am all for your creative, creative, and artistic expression. I am glad that you're making music and you're not on the on the internet telling me about slavery being a choice and wearing MAGA hats. I'm cool with all of that. But I just I don't need you trying to delve into this. I don't even like the fact that you call it Sunday service, but that's neither here nor there. Just what you doing? It look it don't look right. It looks funny. Yeah. I don't. I'm not with it. I don't. I don't support it. Yeah. It gets a dub from me. Right. Personally. Um, and then the final thing and things that annoyed me this week. So um, a school in Texas um, told the parents that they have to have a dress code when they come down to the school because a parent came up there and I guess she had on like a long shirt as a dress and she had on a bonnet and people were up in arms about the school putting out a dress code saying, hey, you got to come up here looking like something. You can't be out here just wearing whatever you want. On one hand, I saw people talking about, oh, it's respectability politics, blah, 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 blah. But then I also saw people talking about, yeah, I remember when I was a kid and my mom came up there looking wild and uh, I didn't like it. It was embarrassing to me. So I'm actually okay with the dress code thing. This is where the problem lies. There is only dress codes in black schools. They only put dress codes on black people. That is where my concern is. That only happens that way. Black people have always felt like they have to be the most dressed up. They have to be in the suits. <laughs> they have to have the standards like that. Like that is always how black people feel like they have to be. The no hat policy is in black schools only. Mm-hmm. If you go to any of the schools that aren't all black people, kids wear hats all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, these respectability politics that if you look a certain way, then they'll treat you different is ridiculous. I agree. Um, and th- and that, that's why I come down. Like, like I, I get it. You might be embarrassed, but you'll get over it. You'll be fine. Right. Like, for me, my whole thing is I don't feel like there needs to be a dress code, so to speak. But also, I do see the problem with people coming in there with, like, see-through shirts and stuff like that. Like, you, that's, you, that's you, just not appropriate on any level which, anywhere. Which is fine. And for that person specifically, you can right. say, like, hey. Hey, you can't come around here dressed like that. No you can't this. come like that, which right. is fine. Right. But to enact but, a whole dress code. I, I, don't, I don't like it. I don't like it Right. At all. For me to come drop my kid off at school. I don't like, like it. Are you like, my mama? Like, how are you telling me what I'm supposed to wear as an adult? I don't I don't like anything about it. Like, I don't understand what that has to do with me. You can talk to that specific person and address it that way, but I don't I don't like anything about dress codes. Um that they try that like I said, black people always and black people always put black dress codes on each on the, on ourselves. It's right. not like other people do it for us. Mm-hmm. We put dress codes on ourselves most of the time. Right. And like the statement she made, because I guess people like protesting or whatever. And she said, I felt the need to enact the dress code because it was an educational environment, a place of learning. When anyone walks in, we have impressionable children and we have to model to them what we want them to know and learn. She went on to say, we are preparing your child for a prosperous future. We want them to know what is appropriate and what is not appropriate for any setting that they might be in. She also said parents are all through this are, are, are their children's first teacher. They have to dress a certain way. It's not to prohibit them from their expression, expression, but it's to show that they know how to conduct themselves. Once again, that still all stems from respectability right, politics. Like, it's all stems from black people have to dress a certain way and look a certain way. To be way. perceived a certain way. I get upset, actually, every time someone posts that stupid meme of like um, the black people in the suits like, we need to have men dressed like this all the time. Like, We're going to no. change the narrative. I'm like, I'm like, no, you don't yeah. have to. You yeah. don't have to dress that way. 
Right. You could be you could be chill in a hoodie. It's cool. Hoodie and jeans is fine. Yeah. As Kanye said, no matter what you do, you'll still still be an N word in a coupe. It don't matter what you got on. It don't like it's it, it's fine. Like I I don't I don't understand this mindset. Like we need to break out of that. Right. Like, like I we're, have we're, nothing. We're, we're not we're not savages. Right. <laughs> we're, we're not aggressive. Stop trying to stop falling for the um mindset that like we're so aggressive. We're a hood. Like forget all that. We can dress a certain way and be fine. Like stop letting how our parents dictate everything. Right. Regardless, we can be most. And the funny thing is, I know that most a lot of black people fall into his mindset. So you tell me that most black people fall into his mindset anyway, in respectability politics, and we're still worried about what black people like. Like I clearly, clearly the strategy hasn't worked. Yeah, I'm like just let it go. Just let people do what they need to right. do. Like like I said before, I'm all for people coming dressed appropriately. Like you shouldn't yeah. be coming down to your kid's school with no bra on. Um, no underwear on, like shorts with your butt hanging out. Yeah, like there's I, I, some, there's I, I, some I things it. that are just not appropriate for certain settings, and I don't have a problem with addressing that and saying, "Hey, for you specifically, for you specifically, because you're the one that does this, that's not okay." But to then turn around, I think she also like on the dress code, like men can't wear sagging pants, and I, uh, what was the that, other thing it said? That never is said at white schools. That right. is never said, and I promise you. That schools with Tommy white people, they mimic hip hop, mimic styles all the time. Oh, absolutely. So you, I, I've, I've seen it all the time. Yeah. So like, you, but th- those those dress codes do not pop up that way. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. It's just, we're, we're always with respectability with our own with our own people. Yeah, and it's just like, look, I understand, you know, not showing, you know, parts of your body and whatever, whatever. I get it. Address, like that's totally address that person. Address that person, but to tell everybody else at the school that I have to come down here, and then the thing is, you're not being sensitive to like what's going on with people. Like you just don't know why this is happening, like why they're dressed this way. There could be a, a ton of reasons why this is happening. Yeah, you, you have no idea what. Maybe going on. people don't even know that they're wearing something see through. They might think, oh, because I've seen people. I've talked about this in like other settings before with like where people are wearing leggings and they're black and they think that because the leggings are black they can wear any type of underwear under them not realizing that the leggings are see-through so you could definitely be walking around i've seen some people walk around with see-through leggings and i know they don't know that they're see-through leggings and it's just like you could be wearing something that you think is covering you and it's not and you know you're not intending to be inappropriate and i think most people know that a school is a place with young children and so showing off you know intimate parts of your body is inappropriate i think everybody knows that regardless of race all right. So, yeah, um, boo to the dress code. Um, like like Mark said, you know, like if there were specific people that were violating and looking crazy, you could have been like, hey, sis, let's let's not do this around here no more. But to create a whole dress code is super wild. Um, and, you know, people are standing up. Some some parents are in support of it, but a lot of people are like, yeah, no, like you can't police how people are parenting outside of their house like that. No. Like, to try to say, oh, well, you're not doing a good job at parenting if you're dressed like this when you come to the school. That's so this true. is why I'm making you That's not true at all. do this. Like, you, you, you're, you're doing a lot. You're yeah. inserting yourself in a situation that you don't know anything about and don't have any place to be speaking on. And, and creating assumptions based and, off it. Yeah. And, you know, it's just, it's just not cool. Right. Like, again, I'm all for appropriate dress outside of the home. But, you know, yeah. Um, so do you have any tea tips today? Yes, I do have a tea tip. Yes, give the people the tea tips. So, tea tips. Yes. Marketing tea tips. All right. Tea tips. 
The biggest obstacle that you will face when going into business yourself is managing your time. You have to start scheduling your time for your business the same way you would handle a 9 to 5. You need to designate a time for financials, marketing, administrative duties, networking, and even research. Scheduling your week will guarantee that things get completed. The concern that a lot of people have, they feel as if that when they have their own business, when they are artists, that it's less work and it's nowhere around it. The thing is, you're managing your own time, so you have to schedule your time as if it's a job. Treat it like a job. Give yourself time to do everything. Give yourself this much. I'm going to do this between this time and this time. Manage your financials. It's important to know that so when tax com- tax time comes, you're not rushing and get everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, manage when you're going to do marketing. Just manage your time appropriately. Yeah. If you treat it like a job, you'll get paid like a job. <laughs> Word. So you want to make sure you manage your time appropriately to make sure everything gets done correctly. Right. Because you always want to put out a stellar product because that's what people want. Stellar Correct. products. Yes, yes, yes. That was wonderful advice. Um, anything else? No, I think we're good. All right, all right. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed. Please leave us comments on our social media. We're on Instagram. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Um, our email is alllovenofearpcast at gmail.com. You know, reach out, connect with us. Let us know that you enjoy what we're talking about. You like listening. If you have topics that you want us to discuss or questions you want us to answer, you know, DM us, uh, send us emails. Like, we would be happy to connect with you and interact. Like, we love that kind of stuff. Um, so thanks for listening to Episode 3, and we will be back next week with Episode 4. Word. Until then, we say sayonara. See you later. Adieu. Goodbye. Goodbye.